thank God for my mother in love and my beautiful wife who have set the atmosphere for preaching. Amen. Just want to give God thanks and praise uh, to my wonderful pastors, Pastor Iantha and Pastor Keith, for this opportunity. Special thanks to my awesome wife, Denise, who was uniquely set aside for me. Amen. Amen. During this pandemic, it is all about your relationship with God. God has stopped all sporting events. He done messed up the, the financial system. He done stopped us from going to church. And he is specifically trying to make sure uh, and finding out if we are in great or good or sad or bad relationship with him. It's about our relationship with him. Amen? Today's message is, are you preparing yourself? Amen? Are you preparing yourself? Usually, uh, I, I don't speak in that tone uh, because I try to be inclusive, but God wants every individual to know and to understand that he is specifically talking to us about how we spend time with him and how we talk to him and when uh, we find time for him. Amen? Today's message will stay in line with the previous themes. God's will is no accident. And lift up your head was given by our pastors, these five. Chin up and keep your head above water. I want you to know that in this house, there's only one voice, amen? And uh, this message will coincide with those uh, that have been preached. And I want Pastor Ronnie to know, Reverend Ronnie to know that uh, we'll be lifting her up uh, for her time today. Amen? This is our week before communion. And I want you to listen as I attempt to draw a parallel between what was going on back then and what is going to come in our future. We are in this pandemic. We're in a place of racism. We're in a place uh, that God is trying to get our attention because it's only going to be him that gets us out. Amen. So you would mind in Exodus chapter 12. Amen. I want to read these uh, words unto you, starting at verse 1. And I will try and bring it into a vernacular that is going to help us see what God is trying to do. I want you to see uh, in God's word what he is about to do. Amen. While the Israelites were Still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. So let me break this down to where we can understand. Let me read that again. While God's people were still in the land of pandemic, the Lord gave the following instructions to Iantha and Keith. We must make sure 
that we keep our pastors lifted up, not just ours, but all over the world. We must make sure they keep, we keep them lifted in prayer so that they might have an ear to hear what God has to say. He said, from now on this month, we will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice. One animal for each household. If a family is too small, listen now, if a family is too small to eat the whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. That's what I like about RCM too, man. We're a family that loves to share. We're a family that loves to communicate. We're a family that loves to help people. Amen, RCM too. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. Listen now. Take special care of this chosen animal. And I'm coming back to that. And until the evening of the 14th day of the first month, the whole assembly, that word whole, is key in this part, in, 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 in this segment and chapter that I'm reading. The whole assembly of the community of Israel was to slaughter the lamb or young goat at twilight. Check it out, check it out now. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames. Notice they didn't say that they put it on the on, on the dressing floor or on the floor as you enter. We don't want to walk on God. We just want to be covered by God. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides of the top of the door frames of the house where they are to eat the animal. Check it out now. We got communion coming up. And uh, we don't have to kill a lamb anymore. The lamb was slain and so that we might have life, amen. That same night, they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it until bitter with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, look, look, including the head, the legs, the internal organs must be roasted over fire. The whole animal. I'm coming to watch now. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is eaten before morning. Check it out. Look at verse 11 and the book of Exodus chapter 12. These are your instructions for eating the meat. Look at what he says now. Be fully dressed. Wear your sandals and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency for this is the Lord's Passover. I want us to see how they hate, they ate the whole lamb. How do we eat the whole lamb of God who's taken away the sins of this?
I'm going to serve. I'm glad you asked. I want you to know everything for the children of Israel was provided for. I know the stimulus money that ran out. I know we're out of jobs. But God has provided everything that the children of Israel needed. The sandals never wore out. People didn't get sick. All because they ate the land. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the move of God? There's a move of God coming. There's a move of God that is coming. He's, he's silent, but he's working. You can't see him maneuvering or getting things in order. Uh, but he is. We got to trust and believe that our God, our Savior, our Deliverer, is not going to leave us in this condition. How are you and me consuming the whole land? Let me show you. Are you praying? Are you praising? Are you worshiping? Are you witnessing? My God, are you serving in any capacity? Or are we just settling, waiting for something to happen? God wants us to be proactive in this thing, in this time of pandemic. And he's going to get it soon. We're in a holding pattern, waiting for the marching orders of the Lord. He is going to give them to our shepherds. And we need to go forth, saving souls and helping people, going with the poor, being a living hand. Galatians 6 and 9 says like this out of the King James Version. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In due season, you know there's five seasons, right? Winter, spring, summer, and fall. In due season. When is due season coming? God is about to come to our rescue. God is about to show up and show out. God is about to give us that breakthrough that was needed. Let me read it out of the NLT. I'll break it down for you. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. And the brother just died and said that he was doing good. He had got in good trouble. Amen. He said, and just the right time, we will reap a harvest. Mm, I love this part. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Yes. Mm. God is open. It's up to something. We are in a holding pattern. But when God gives the marching orders, will you be ready? Will I be ready? Will all of us be ready? This is the time to spend with God, seeking Him, fasting, praying, helping one another, fasting, praying. It becomes repetitious. We've got to continue to press towards the mark of the high calling of God. Well, it's like this. I want to break it down for my wife so she can understand well, it's like this. When you stand before God, you stand alone. Even as a married couple, you stand alone. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Even though the two have become one, when we stand before Him, we stand alone. Yeah. Our assignments are unique. God must deal with us as individuals, but 
at the same time, he must deal with us as a collective unit, a unit yes. of saved souls. Yes. Let me read that again. Our assignments are uniquely, are unique. God must deal with us as individuals. But at the same time, use us as a collective unit. I'll put it this way. If you ever had kidney trouble, liver trouble in your body, you are sick. The whole body needs to work in, in, in orchestra in order for the body to work. In order for the body of Christ to work. Everybody can't be an arm or a leg. Somebody has to be internal. Amen? Preparation is vital. So I, I, I thought the word vital meant important. So I looked it up, made sure. And the Webster says, absolutely vital means absolutely necessary. Preparation is absolutely necessary. Are you preparing yourself? Are you getting in touch with God through prayer, praise, worship, witnessing, serving? God wants to know. David prepared himself with the lion and bear for Goliath. He had no idea that Goliath was coming when the bear and the lion were taking sheep. But because of David's preparation with his slingshot, when it came time to fight Goliath, he was ready. He said, you are circumcised to this day. Yeah. I will have your head. Let me break it down one more time. The ten bridesmaids, oh, as they waited on the Lord, five was prepared. Yeah. Five needed some more. Yeah. In the preparation time, they didn't take the time to seek God and seek what he wanted. Yeah. And so they got left out. But we became left out. Are you going to be left out? The Bible says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The Lord Jesus was raised from the dead and you are saved. It is important that we be ready. Are you preparing yourself? Uh, One more time, okay? I get your uh, uh, brother Daniel. Brother Daniel and and King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. No one could interpret the dream. Not the magicians, the enchanters, or the astrologers. Amen. So king, the king ordered Ariok, the eunuch, to kill the wise men of Babylon. Daniel goes to him and said, "Listen, let me talk to the king. Let me ask for time to pray. Um, do you have somebody? Do you have some prayer partners? I thank God for the Fisher of Men's prayer ministry." That has been going on for 18, 19 years now. And I've been a part of it for 13, 14 years. I thank God for them that we pray in the morning. Do you have somebody to have your back in prayer? Daniel goes and gets Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They go and pray. They come back with the interpretation of the dream. They give it to the king, and they, they live. Prayer 
communion important? Why is this message important to us now? We have an opportunity. That's vastly getting ready to come. God is never without a remnant. He always has somebody on the back side of the mountain. He always has somebody ready to nap up water like a dog. He always has somebody in the background ready to work. And I can get praise for the work. Uh, because they know that their glory is in heaven. Their reward is in heaven. And there is always somebody. There is always some preaching that's preaching the word. There's always some preaching that's preaching the unadulterated word of God. God's going to search them and seek them out and use them for this work. I got two pastors like that myself. Amen. Amen. Now we get to John 20. Amen. And I know my big sister, my little sister's going to be mad at me because I didn't give her the excellent scriptures, but she'll be alright. Amen. Chapter 20 consists of four scenes, check this out now, that teach different responses uh, to the risen Jesus. Four different responses. We're only going to deal with two, but I want you to see something. And the empty tomb was a disappointment as Mary Magdalene ran to the tomb to look for her Jesus. She had to bend down and see inside and saw that no one was there at first. And so she runs back, she gets to Peter and John and tells them, they go to the tomb and they don't see nothing. This is what I love about my Jesus. He's not going to leave us in a disappointed state. He's going to come through. He's going to come through. So the next scene is Mary Magdalene and thinking that she is talking to the gardener. Yeah. And she said, if you had taken him somewhere, show me where you're leaving so I can get him. Yeah. And then yeah. Jesus said, Mary, yeah. word of God says, my sheep know my voice. Right. And when she said, and when he said that, she said, my body is not you. Yes, yes. She recognized who God was. And just by the mere fact of his voice, is Jesus talking and you're not listening? Are you? Obedience is better than sound. Amen. Amen. Now to the two appearances. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. Percy wasn't even there. Then he appeared to Mary Magdalene. Now we're going to deal with We're going to deal with the uh, starting at verse 19 of John chapter 20. Look at this. Listen to this. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The women had more gumption than the men. Amen. They come on out there looking for Jesus. Uh, it was the women. It was the women that died. Uh, that's why I thank God for strong women. Amen. Yeah. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. And being the kind God that he is, he said, Peace be with you. He said. And he spoke and showed them his wounds in his hands. Listen now. 
He showed them the wounds in his hands. And I'm, that's going to be important because of what Thomas said. Watch my Jesus. And they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. I'll be filled with joy too. And scared at the same time. Again, he said, peace be with you. Check this out now. As the father, you want to know why, why we need this chapter 20 and why we need to cover the communion? This is it. As the father has sent me, so am I sending you. Uh, as the father, Jesus said, look, as my daddy sent me, sent me to do a work, sent me to heal people, sent me to get people safe. Jesus said, now I'm sending you. This is part of it. He said, then he breathed on them, received the Holy Ghost. Our assignments cannot can be completed without the Holy Spirit. We need Him as our guide, as our navigational system. We need the Holy Ghost to be with us, to dwell inside us, to come forth in times of need. Now, verse 23, if you're reading it, it's confusing. But I rightly divided this thing. And so I'm going to show you what I've learned. Verse 23, remember, Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus was raised from the dead, then you are safe. And that's the reason. That's why the breathing. And this is different. This is a different breathing from Acts 1 and 8, that you receive power. Amen. But these guys not only receive the power, but they receive salvation at the same time. This breathing was for the salvation portion of the thing. Amen. Amen. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now that can be confusing. And because I don't have that power. We don't have power to do that. We are not Roman Catholic priests. Amen? Amen. And so, it wasn't talking about that literally. It was talking, check out what the disciples, uh, what the uh, uh, commentary said. It says the disciples could only confirm heaven's decision. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, uh, they know if you're really doing it or not. Amen. Heaven does. Heaven does. Heaven does. Heaven is the one that's keeping record. It says that their sins have already been forgiven. The gospel message includes repentance and confession of sins and forgiveness. Those refusing remain unforgiven. Those refusing to accept my Jesus. Those refusing to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Those refusing. Everybody's going to get a chance to come forth and confess. We openly confess we are sinners. Leaving the details, my God, they, you know, all sucked at me. Leaving the details to private prayer. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't have to tell you my story, even though my story is open book. Amen. 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 Thank you, God, for delivering me. Okay. It's not about me right now. But I'm saying, leaving the details to private prayer.
him and tell him what's on my heart. Tell him what's in my mind. Tell him what's in my spirit. And God will say, okay, we're going to throw that into the sea of forgetfulness. Because you believe. I give the Bible to back me up. First John 1 and verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. And NLT says righteous. Uh, uh, King James says just to forgive us our sins. And guess it. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. And to cleanse us. My God. I've been cleaned by the blood of the Lamb. I've been cleaned, washed, purified through his blood from all unrighteousness. Be clean. Psalms say. Inside of Okay. Listen. Now we're going to deal. Dealt with the appearance to the apostles. The appearance to the apostles was to just give them an opportunity to assure them. His appearance to them was to assure. But this time, the appearance to Thomas is going to remove doubt. Let's look at the appearance to remove doubt. Don't you have some doubt? about how you're going to get the bills paid. Don't you have some doubt how you're going to pay the car note? Don't you have some doubt you can't make the mortgage payment? Do you have doubt that he's just saying, only believe that I can do all things, do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask for thing, according to the power that worketh within you? What's on the inside trying to work to the outside? One of the twelve disciples, verse 24 of John chapter 20. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed, nicknamed twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it. Listen now, this is how he grouped it together. This is what he said. I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands. Put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. Amen? The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, he went straight to Thomas, to the unbeliever, the one walking that doesn't have faith. He went straight to the one that needed him. And Thomas said, said to Thomas, put your finger here yeah. and look at my hand. Yeah. Put your hand into the wound on my side. Yeah. The same things Thomas spoke, amen, That's right. is the same thing Jesus got him with. Yes, so listen, this is what I want you to get out of this. 
Jesus hears your struggle. Jesus hears our doubt. Jesus hears when we say, I don't know what God will do. Um, and I don't know what's happening super about. I think I'm going to lose my job. He hears it all. He even hears what's being hidden in the heart. And when he spoke to Thomas, he gave him the same exact thing Thomas confessed to the disciples. Don't be faithless any longer. He was sent to forget. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Hear that on RCM too. Don't be faithless any longer. He is about to come through. Breakthrough is on the horizon. Hold on to his unchanging hand. Before confessing Christ, Thomas first confessed his lack of faith to the disciples. Then homeboy got with him. Verse 28, he said, My Lord, my God. Thomas exclaimed, then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. It's hard for an individual to hate somebody. You can't say you love God and hate God's people. That's not happening. Huh? So you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. In the lake. Huh? In the lake that will not turn, will not burn out. You need to check not just your salvation, but you need to check how you really feel about people. Amen? Amen. It's all right to be angry. But let it go. Amen. Move on. Verse 30 said the time the disciples saw Jesus do many other miracles, signs in addition to the ones recorded in the book. I want to see the miracle working power of my Lord and Savior. I want to see God turn this thing around. I want to see church houses filled with non-believers coming in asking, what must I do to be saved? I want to see the witnessing power of God take place on the streets of our neighborhoods. I want to see. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. It is important, RCM2, that we realize we still have work to do. Are you preparing yourself for the move of God? And when I say you, I'm talking about me. What more can I do as a man of God to help my family? What more can I do as a man of God to help my pastors? What more can I do as a man of God 
to help those that are on the street struggling? What more can I do to help the drug addict and the prostitute, the homeless person? What more can I do? There's plenty of work to be done. All you got to do is pick a field and go work. It's important that we love on God and love on God's people. Are you preparing yourself? It's important. You got to spend time with God in prayer. You got to spend time. That's why I love it when my mother in love gets on that piano and set the atmosphere in the house. And so I'm singing. Next thing I know, I'm crying, lifting my hands in praise. And because the Spirit of God is moving. Are you praying? Are you praising? Are you witnessing? Are you worshiping? Are you serving? Or are you just settle? Come on. We don't want to settle. Yeah. We want to move in the direction that God wants us. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to be at Senate 229 or one more problem. We want to be there or one more bullet point. When God says it's time, will you be ready to work? Will we all be ready to work? Will we do what they have instructed? You remember? God gave the instructions to Moses and Aaron. Lord, give instructions, Pastor Ayanthan, and Pastor Keith, and God let us go forth in your power. You know, Ephesians 6 and 10 says, we be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I don't know. I thank you for allowing me to come through. I hope I did not go over my time. And but rest assured, uh, they will let me know. Amen. 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 We love and appreciate it. Uh, all of you today, just give you thanks and praise out of the Lord for what He is about to do. Amen. Amen. Okay.